Now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks so much for checking out our year-round carnival preview podcast. We're either side of the country today with a million and a half dollars up for grabs at Ramwick tomorrow, the big Ingham, the old Villiers, and the Gold Rush, a new one and a half million dollar race at Ascot. Vince Accardi from Daily Sexuals had a good look at it. Good morning, Vince. Hey, Ralphie, how are you? I'm well, mate. Now, what about this? We actually got, this is what we should have been seeing in the Doncaster or the Epsom during the year, uh, a, a fast, well, good track at Randwick with a big mile. That's going to be sensational. Yeah, big mile, all right. It's going to, that's actually a really good race. Bit of depth to it. But I'll be interested to see, it could be a race where we might just get something at odds. Well, I'm certainly hoping so. Also, uh, we'll uh, so we'll deep dive into that first, and then we'll flip over to the other side of the country with a million and a half gold rush and have a look at. Might be able to tip over a couple of little nuggets like we did last week too. At, uh, at some good odds here. But firstly, Ramwick, the rail's true. The track's good. I assume you're going to say when there's pressure on, you want to be going down that. Uh, those lanes are in play. Oh, the lanes would be in play for sure. <laughs> You got to be plus six, Ralphie. No doubt about it. You got to be six or wider. Of course, there's always this little caveat. Sometimes they go extremely fast. It can zap the energy off the back markers, and therefore they, you know, they're too far out of their ground. They can't make uh, the necessary ground up, and they're outside that elastic band. So there, there is this possibility here because I've, I've marked it as, as fast this race, and I could be underscoring. And, and what I mean by fast is. I'm expecting this speed to be plus five or, or quicker, and we could go plus eight. I mean, this is a big field, and a, a, this should be a real contest. <laughs> There's going to be a few that are rocking and rolling straight out of the barriers, is what you're saying. So, yep, uh, we look forward to that. So, let, let's start, start off with the likely leaders, and uh, and you're saying so plus five, five is is actually right in play here. Yes, that's what I feel, Ralph. Yep. It, 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 we could go plus ten, but <laughs> plus five is the starting point for me. All right, so who's going to be providing that heat? And look, as we speak, the uh, the, head, the additional head scratcher to a field of 20 is that the favourite for the race, Nugget, uh, low threes, it's a second emergency. So it's no good thing of starting. Of course, tomorrow you're going to get the updated podcast and when uh, when scratches are through, so we'll have clarity for sure. But uh, at this stage, uh, that's the unknown. Yeah, good. Well, that's would <laughs> be an interesting horse anyway. I hope it starts. <laughs> Bring a bit of value into the market. So the reality is this, Ralphie. Real Dini, number 16, is that Darjan? Dar- yep. Yep. Number 21, Purple Sector, is that going to be running or is that going to be well, emergency? Well, first emergency. So that's first all, emergency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At best, that might get a start. Surf Dancer, that's the starting point. Of course, Nugget, if it gets a start, is an on-pace horse. But the real speed is going to start first and foremost with the 6 and the 16. You look at their profiles, they're rock-solid plus 4, plus 5 horses early in terms of their speed capability. And where are they going to go from those gates? One's drawn 16. If they try and go back, they're finished. They've only got one option, go forward. Real Dini, what are they going to do with that runner? It's a go-forward horse, Rolfie. So it's sort of caught in that area as well of going forward. But not only that, there are a couple of other runners that like to keep good pace on. Cisco Bay, Wild Planet, Spirit Ridge. They're all horses that like to be on or around that speed. So they're just going to guarantee... Because they're drawn wide, Rolfie. They're, they're, well, when I say drawn wide, a couple of them are drawn wide. The Waterhouse runners are, yeah. Yes. 
What else? What I should say? Yeah, where are they going to go? You think they're going to be sitting out the back smoking the pipe? No chance. Well, Vince Forward. put 60 years of data with Waterhouse and Smith. That, uh, they only they like one way. <laughs> yeah, and if they start changing their tactics now, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, they won't be happy. So, okay, so we're, so we're talking about high heat. Let, 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 we'll, we'll start with the market order here and, and Nugget, even though he, at this stage he's second emergency. What did we get out of his... his Two Australian runs. We know he's climbing. One was on a wet track at Flemington. The other's at Kemmler Grange. It was the ninth to 150,000 up for grabs, but it dominated there, and that's why he's favourite. Well, the only advantage I feel the horse potentially gets is the stable, right? Yep. But on profile-wise, if it runs to the Kemmler Grange run, it won't be winning, Ralphie, and it shouldn't be favourite. I should ask you what's your what's your, your score for you know you I know you like putting a podium uh, I I give yourself a, a work what, what do you think will win this race tomorrow? Well, all the indicators are showing you need to have a hurdle rate of around two point five two point six. Yep. So my view is, if you're borderline plus two, you're a chance to get on the podium, and to really have a level of confidence, you've got to be able to i'd say if you break three you'll get on the podium so so that's the reality he's got a leap again doesn't he so minus 1.8 at flemington and then plus six plus 0.6 rather at kembla grange and this is what makes it really hard for this horse to be able to make that next step now the overseas profile it's a nice profile but it's it's a low-end profile of course the caveat is it's a it hasn't had a lot of racing from overseas so you give it a little bit of respect. It's reasonably competitive horse, but it's never, ever faced a race potentially like this in terms of pressure. And I, I don't like that when it's first time round, but the stable do help the horse along a little bit, Ralph, because they know how to get horses to perform on big races and they're not silly. So, so it's a, a probably a <laughs> dual way of looking at this because, as you're saying, not, not just with the stable's capability, but... It was probably targeted at this when it came into work. So it dropped six kilos from Kembla Grange. And the reason I say that is not that you're using six kilos, but the no. market's definitely using the six kilo weight drop. Oh, I'm so happy for my I hope it starts. <laughs> right. So this is a type of horse where if it gets a run, the way you look at your numbers is you'd prefer to oppose it. Well, it's one of these things. I'm not going to say 50s because if, if it wasn't this stable, I would. But yes. because it's this stable, I'll pay a lot of respect maybe fringe of the outer market so if the outer market's around twelve dollars that's roughly where it belongs twelve fifteen dollars maybe a bit longer that's All right. it. well well let's flip to the top of the mark uh, to top of the uh handicap there at uh Hueda. Uh, how's that for a pronunciation there vids so it. he was very very good when he won at eagle farm the the trial looked terrific uh since whether this is part of the i don't know whether you factor this in or not i suppose you don't you just trust the stable but uh nearly lost its career through a threat uh, a serious uh, eye injury they had two operations there and uh, and now it's uh, looked back and by the look at that trial uh, there's nothing wrong with this horse at the moment good trial ralphie yep and i would put it sort of re similar to the previous campaign and probably slightly better than if we go back a couple of campaigns when it had its first Australian campaign. But that's my challenge. My challenge is when I looked at that sort of matrix setup, all the indicators were clearly giving two signals. And signal number one is 1,600 is the absolute minimum distance, but it needs longer. And secondly, it's never really been able to turn up with 
even with pos- positive barrier trials and break benchmark first up set, would this horse be able to run to the Eagle Farm campaign of last prepper plus 3.2? I'd say that's highly unlikely, even though it comes from a strong stable and has got a very good rider. All that signal that it gives to me is if we're talking purely class, the horse is absolutely up to this field. But distance, major negative, I would have liked to have seen one more trial or perhaps a run. But then if that would have happened, maybe there would have been a lot of freshness taken out of this horse. This horse is going to get a long way back, Ralphie. I was about to ask you. So, looking at this uh, at your early speed profile, if they're if they're rocking and rolling up front, as as you said, is highly likely he could be settling 12, 15 legs from the lead. And this is it. And of course, will McAvoy potentially be able to you know find the lanes if if the horse is ready for this distance? Absolutely. But I can't help but say to myself, it's another day for me, like on a different day, and. Yeah, I wish him the best. Okay. So brutality, we, we did a bit of a deep dive on it on Monday, but just again to, to uh, underline, Joe Pride is a real pattern trainer and he's had enormous success doing so. And you look, he won the Villiers last year on the seven-day backup. Where is he here? He's on the seven-day backup. He'd raced two weeks before. He'd raced two weeks before at Newcastle. So he was way at the back at Newcastle. He was way at the back at Kembla. Uh, 1300, 1600, then back to 1400 last start. But as you always say, Vince, uh, whatever planning a trainer can have, what he can't plan is once the barriers open and the race shape that gets pre- presented in front of him. Well, this is true. I ended up paying a bit more respect for this horse, A, because of what you said about the pattern, and the mile is definitely a distance that this horse appreciates, and it's proven in the past that it has the capacity in terms of ability-wise to absolutely run to at least this sort of 1.5 1.8 range the challenge for me is there's a slight negativity in terms of the amount of energy distribution that it had to use late and when i say late it's really from the thousand meter mark home that's a it's a was a pretty high extension this can leave horses a little bit flat now what i mean by the flatness is that's in general with a horse with this sort of setup who's been up since October, that can be okay because you're back to 1600. But what you can't overcome is they, they have a tendency to lose speed in the legs. Now, if this is where I'm sort of feeling the horse is going to be, let's say it runs early speed wise, what it did two starts back at Kembla Grange, or I'm going to be a bit more aggressive, what it did at Rose Hill back in October and you run at that speed, okay, you're going to be eight lengths from them. That's roughly what you're going to be. And you could be 10 or 12. But I feel this horse's first section might be more like a minus five. Now, if that's a minus five, you're going to be 12, 13. That's a challenge. What it does have going forward is there's no question the horse is going to be rock hard fit. And it looks like it's dead set pointed for a peak performance here, subject to that possibility, a little bit of flatness. So it's one you can't stamp either way. It sounds like, but so you're giving it respect, particularly because of the trainer. But it, yep. it just—it's a challenge. It, it is going to be a challenge, and I know today's not the day to talk business. But I can say to you right now, there's no way I'll be backing it. There you go, uh, Darjan. Has this got a ceiling on it? This import? Uh, what's it had? Uh, it's had three Australian preps, like uh, like many. It's hardly seen dry ground. It did it Rose Hill first up, and there was a little bit of specking for it at odds, and it justified it. Yeah, it's a climber. 
it's a climber in the sense that it's had very little racing on dry ground and tasted it at Rose Hill last start and we could see what the capacity was. Firstly, that first section, plus 2.4. Slow up in the mid-race of two and a half lengths. That's a, I thought that was a not, not a not a bonus for the horse, but definitely a horse that could have more potential and a big finish, plus 5.6. So in other words, it was able to be strong. What does that all mean? Well, with the genuine prospect of probably another plus two or three, the good news is there'll be no breathing in the middle. So this will give us the opportunity to see what's the best this horse can do. And I do have an expectation because I don't have a ceiling on it. It's it's out. It's eclipsed its OS profile, and I feel that they, this horse could easily elevate to plus two and a half. It's just all about what really does happen in the mid race. And when you're saying to breathe in the mid in the mid race, what you're saying is there'll just be no. It's just a sustained speed setup. Yeah, and if if they go plus five and the horse can still maintain its rhythm and basically its momentum flow between the eight and the four hundred, which let's say worst case scenario could be uh, a plus five plus three range, a slight deterioration, then this will be. Uh, good for the horse to get a maximum performance. But what would happen if we go maybe plus eight? What would happen? That's that's going to be interesting. At least it comes from the right stable. So oh, I look at it and say, good chance of um, being competitive. Does a profile like a betting type horse? Well, if we had rail out five, I'd say that's you know that's going to help on pace runners. It's a negative. It is a little bit of a negative. So it's a hard horse to back, but I can't say can't win. I'll ask you one more that's out of your out of your uh, your leading bracket here because it's in the market and that dime mill. Uh, I suppose conversely, it seems like a horse that's had no problem with wet ground. So what, what can it do on dry ground? Wow, where, where did we find this one, Ralphie? <laughs> well, dime mill's only eleven dollars, so it's it's right there in okay. that market because basically no, it's enough. it's like a, it's like a nugget, and then there's a bunch. Yeah, well, this horse looks like it's got some talent, and it's from the right stable from the O'Shea camp. It's, it's got that plus two uh, profile from Rose Hill. What I found with this horse is I just even with the thirty-five di- days off that the stable's given it, and it has. I actually feel, unfortunately, it's a, it's a negative, the barrier trial, right? It's guaranteed there's going to be no speed in this horse. Not that it's a horse that's got speed to start with, right? Yeah. But this is definitely not going to help the horse. It's not going to – see, and when I say no speed, it's unlikely this horse is going to be able to run to that sort of benchmark profile that it showed at Rose Hill last start or the profile that it showed at 1,400. The indicators are more like it's going to be minus – three to eight range and therefore that's not going to help you and i also don't believe it's an advantage even though we've got a break of 35 days i just don't see how that's going to help you at a mile all right well let's get get to a couple that you're keen on and we're starting point is riadini because you mentioned how fast he can go and this is a horse who's produced high heat in the past really really high heat including leading epsoms uh what, what a step ladder profile, though. First up at a wet track, uh, Rarewick, uh, okay. Good at Rose Hill in the, uh, the million-dollar sprint behind Private Eye, and then, uh, in fact, $3 million sprint, and then uh, the Nature Strip, and then super last start winning the, uh, the feature race there. Yes, yes, for sure. It's a good 
you know, good speed horse, Ralphie. Likes to roll with pressure. It's um, When I say is at its best profile, it certainly a, appears to enjoy that. And that would actually, if it, they run to that and they run with speed, probably help the horse in terms of being able to eliminate a whole bunch of other runners. Because let's just imagine for a moment that this race isn't run the way of forecasting with a, a ton of pressure and all of a sudden a big field like this happens to just go even speed, right? Well, this would be the first horse to get beaten if they do that, right? Because it just brings too many other runners into the race that have got gigantic kicks and are going to be guaranteed lane runners where this horse is going to have to give away a couple. So pressure's the way to go. I'm taking a position this stable's going to uh, want that. Now, whether that means, see, this is the thing, will it sit in front of their stable mate or behind it? That's going to be the interesting part because they own the race up front. It's going to be their call. Are they going to look for a breakaway to try and break away from the field or not? So I view this, I feel this is the better chance of the two. So I'm taking the position that this horse might look for the sit off the other runner. Pretty much like it did a Kemba. Yep, that's what I, I – and we're going to be going plus five. And if they can position that sit, this is Clark, and Clark likes to do those sort of things, this horse could all of a sudden be running plus three. If it does that, dangerous horse. And he's all, very also, hard to run down. It also looks good that even though he's drawn wide, the other two fa- uh, stable mates who are also the on paces are drawn wider. Yeah. So we can just let them come across and still be, you know, stalking that pack. Yeah. Well, see, the good thing is that's not an issue for this horse. The reason being is you have to look at its natural speed. Natural speed is it wants the roll. Now, yeah. The first thing, you, the, it'll be a disaster if they try and even hold it up for a second. So <laughs> I, I don't see them doing that. So what that does is it sort of puts it into a, competitive position and it is a horse that all the indicators are saying we look set to peak now it does have a peaking performance if we go back just two preps back this track and distance and it's a plus three and the run before that was a plus 2.8 so you know this horse is very capable of uh hitting that sort of board now i've scored at 1.9 and the only reason why i didn't give it that extra extension is just just the fact that you're not going to be lane advantaged and they just might overreach. I just see those as little negatives on the horse. And therefore I said, yep, you can go to three. And if it all works out for you, fantastic. You're on the podium. But what happens is you're at 1.9. Well, at 1.9, the horse is still there. Yeah. So he's a definite, genuine, uh, it's confident chance. chance of being being in the in the mix. Um, like Reedini, a tissue is a horse who clearly prefers dry ground. Uh, it, she rather probably just handles it, but that Ballarat trap track last start was an absolute slop, fins. Whereas previously, and it was one of the best uh, backed runners, uh, successfully backed runners in the Melbourne Cup Carnival. She was fantastic at two thousand meters. Gee, uh, there's a fair history of Randwick uh, mile big mile winners that have had two thousand capacity, and the, this uh, in this case it uh, it fits a bill. How are you assessing her? Yes, well. It's it. It's one of these things. I I looked at that run two starts back and said, "Wow, that that was massive performance, three point nine best of the day." But it was at two thousand meters, and then it went to the you know a track where there was good level of give in it. 
and we've seen a reversal of two things. Number one, I really felt this horse absolutely felt the effects of that Flemington run. It was the first time for the prep we had to show... Well, personally for me, I thought it was the first time the horse had, had to show real speed for the year. It was really uh, solid pressure, and it was sustained all the way to the last 400. And I, I, I just said, okay, well, they got this horse right at, right at its top. Big chance for a flat line run. Gets two negatives, bad ground conditions, and possible flat line run the way I was looking at it. And look what it did at 8.5 below first section. There was a good move in the mid-race, and then it just collapsed. And the collapsing came from the ground conditions. 21 days off, I did ask myself, you know, while I'm doing this, he's got a horse right at its top. Can it bring the 3.9 to the mile? That's the question. The history sort of indicates, well, it's a simple thing. I went all the way back and had a look at that Ramwick run in October of last year. And there it was. It was a plus three. It was beaten 1.7. But look at the first section, Rob. <laughs> and monster overextension. Like, I'm talking about a monster overextension. That can't help you. Not in this scenario. Because that's not, that's not its profile. So to be able to hold on and run to that sort of level... I thought it was big, and now that it's had that grounding from two starts back, it's going to be given its opportunity, and the opportunity is all going to get back down to where you're going to be in running. How far back are you going to be from this pack? Yeah, I sort of feel that you're not drawn the best. It's not likely you're going to go into a press forward position. If they can slot in, usually when you have the big spread of speed early, you've got a chance to slot in, and might be eight. 10 lengths off that lead pack. As long as it's inside 10, Ralphie, there's a chance this horse could elevate enough to uh, see itself in the finish. I've got it on top of the grid at the moment. It's a little bit slightly uncomfortable for me in the sense that it's most likely going to get ground dated, ground, you know, put back to th- plus three. But if I leave it at plus three, it still leaves it on top. That's why I, I decided not to touch it at the moment and just sort of give it more thought, and in the morning I'll, I'll make the final call on it. Priced very well market-wise, like I go, wow, that's, you know, from a talent point of view, that appears to be, like, reasonably generous. And I guess when I came to that conclusion, I said, well, this does open up the race for some more value potential that there could be a couple of hidden runners still. All right, well, that run that you spoke about, Randwick, uh, October uh, 2021, that was the, the Epsom. Uh, yes. She got beaten three lengths, went 10.8 early, a uh, couple of significant parts out of that. The leader that day, Riadini, plus 12.3 or co-leader. So that's uh, that, that blew up that day, Riadini, but obviously uh, now the other uh, that we've already touched on, what, what I didn't actually mention was this prep blinkers off, which probably has allowed it to take that sort of stalking position. But the other uh, point out of that, and that was a very real uh, Epsom, uh, you know, uh, Cascadian fourth, private eye the winner. Second, Arameo. Here it is at huge odds with the new stable. Well, this was the runner. But I just sat back and said, wow, you are a very, very dangerous horse. I love the fact that they barrier trial. I had a good close look at that trial as well and thought it was very good. Bit of an indication to me that this horse is reasonably fit. Is it absolutely fit for a massive high-pressure race? 
off this break? That's a little question mark for me. But one thing that I was very sure of is this horse is very, very capable on a dry track to run easily plus three or higher. Now, it's got a 4.8 from that run. Mm. And I didn't go there, of course, at this stage because I, I feel that it, it's a tough ask just with this setup. It's not a tough ask to run within two of that. And we're talking about a horse who's, you know, as much as $41. No, that's right. Yeah. What are the other, what, you know, the other little caveats? Little caveats are, of course, the, the rider profile. Yep. Is uh, not the greatest. But I don't I don't feel, when I see these sort of setups, Rolfi, and the way this horse is with that rider, it's like, it's, it's, it's not a race of tactics. It's a race of, just be clean out of the gates. Of steering. <laughs> yeah, and just and just flow with the race. Yes. And if you do that, well, look, it doesn't mean you're not going to get caught around the turn or anything like that. The reality is for the first two-thirds of the race, you're going to get your chance to be able to run optimally. Fantastic. All right, well, we might leave it there because we're going to talk business tomorrow, but that's sure. giving you a real uh, indication into, into what your mindset is and uh, and there might uh, might might be some uh, some value uh, kicking up, particularly if uh, if the favourite nugget uh, misses out in a run. Let's flip to the other side of the country, Vince. The uh, the million and a half gold rush up for grabs. The uh, the favourite for the race is Valana. They're, uh, it, it's got a bit of depth to it, this race, and obviously that's the, uh, the starting point. You've got some, uh, some locals versus the, uh, some, some visiting uh, horses there, starting with Falana, the, uh, the uh, horse from, uh, from Cummings. Ben Mellum rides. Difference, uh, they, they're trying to win another big race, given they did it with Paul Ely. So the starting point difference is uh, Paul Ely super out wide here, Valana Barrier 1. So firstly, how are you expecting the, uh, the race shape to occur speed-wise and who will be taking up the lead? Yes, well, it sort of came back down to, when I looked at it, there was realistically four real horses that would go forward. Massimo, the Astrologist, Red Can Man, maybe Titan Blind. Does that look like the pack? And... <laughs> the good news is that pack's more than enough to generate genuine speed. Now, the Astrologist is a horse that will run with the flow. Now, whether that means it's Massimo that takes the lead from the Astrologist, because I looked at the rider engagements of the two, and I go, yeah, okay, Pikey. Is he really going to be wanting to own that front on this horse? If he did that, that's very bad. And look, and if he doesn't do that, still very bad, right? It doesn't matter, right, for me, right? Uh, but the reality is, I thought, okay, probably Parnham takes the front controls. Maybe Red Cam Man will be there with the astrologers. But that, no matter how I looked at it, that was the shape. And then I marked it up against the expected benchmark and the speed in terms of how much we might go over. And everything said said that you're plus. We're going to be plus around the low. Would we so, go plus five or six, maybe. So that's solid speed. What, what's your what's your talent level? You're expecting uh, to to win this race? Well, this was the interesting one. This is, and I, I, I love this when I see it too. Right? Is that yeah? Like if you can't run plus three or high, you you won't be even getting on the podium. That that's that's step one. So you, we need that capability. You've got to be able to go at least plus three. But the indicators are more like three and a half, four is where your real opportunity is to get on. The, and that's, of course, making the assumption everybody turns up and they're right at their top to perform without too much bad luck. 
Uh, well, that means it's almost a race in two halves because there's there's a, there's a bunch of these who can't get there in a fit, Vince. <laughs> so, no. so hopefully that, that that helps, uh, particularly from finding the winner, but also uh, from a multi perspective because there's there's a there's a handful who, who can get there and there's a handful who certainly can't. So that that's uh, that's what we'll try and break apart. Let's uh, start with the favourite there, Villana Vince. It looks like a climber, and as has been a theme with a lot of our work. Uh, a lot of these uh, New South Wales horses haven't seen dry ground through their entire career, or certainly 2022 anyway. So he got that at Newcastle, and he uh, he won the uh, the million dollar there, and uh, he looks like a climber still. Yeah, now I got it. I received an email from a very good person that uh, you know thank I thank him for sending me the information, but he sent me an email on that. Uh, the horse has a suspected hoof as, a, abscess, right? Okay. And it's going to be better today. So <laughs> let's say it, whether it, it does actually have it or not, that can't be a good sign. Sorry, Vince, you got me a bit excited. I, I, I did uh, take a little bit of $7 each way, kissing all four cheeks of the futures. So, <laughs> so, so if this horse comes out, I can't beat self-interest. <laughs> No, you can't beat self-interest, and that's fair <laughs> enough. But I'm going to help you a little bit further. Let's just assume yep. the horse gets an all-clear. But this is, already yep. a, this is already not a good signal, right? Yeah. But let's just say it does. Yep. And we just say, all right, let's assume gets a clearance, everything's fine, we didn't get to that problem. What's your real chances of winning? That That's more to the point, right? Yeah. Now, it didn't get to run last week, but there was this possibility – when I was listening to what you were saying, Ralphie, that potentially this is the race all along, potentially, right, as the, the one of the key targets for this horse trying to win. Okay, what, what does that mean? Knowing that we've got a, a some clarity around what needs to happen performance-wise and where does this horse sit from that point of view? Well, I'll just go through that 1,400-metre profile. Okay, it's got a 1.7 PB. It's got a 2.5 from Newcastle. How much further are you going to go above the 2.5 is the key, right? Yeah. Well, in my view, you, you need a minimum of a half a length and then a bit more. Now, if you have this issue, which has come through the process, that you could have a suspected hoof abscess, well, you, wouldn't, you couldn't have been doing too much work with it. Yeah. And therefore, how will that help you? to go beyond that. So that's my dilemma. So what I'm basically saying to you, under no circumstances could I even entertain back in this horse tomorrow, under no cir- even if it, it got a clean bill of health. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't go there. So therefore, I automatically say false favourite. That race shape-wise, barrier one, um, I suppose Melm's committed to be, at worst, talking that lead pack that you talked about. Well, that's not a bad thing. Yep. That's not a bad thing, but so this is the this is now the stage two because we'll get a little bit more technical now. Yep. This horse one pace runner. This is not a, this is not a horse that has a huge kick down. So that's bad. So when very, turn of foot's bad. required, it won't be in lanes and <laughs> it would be need luck. And this is assuming full health. Yeah. So miracles do have to happen. Yep. So miracle number one is he's got to hope there's no pace. So the horse can be right up there, and at some point in time, the horse needs to get into a position where it can be advantage lane-wise against the others, and then hopefully outgrind them. 
that's the that's what they're going to be hoping for. Now, is the horse, in my view, able to run to that two point five? All things being equal, of course. And could it potentially find another half length? Well, if it gets the golden race and everything works out to to perfection, maybe. But it's a one pace runner. That's the downside. Well, kissing all four cheeks is uh, the co favourite for the race. Now it started. And this is interesting too. So it was twenty ones into twelves in the uh, in the win and bottom. Just got beaten by Paul Lely, which, as you you outlined on the Monday show, Vince was super wide lane advantage and a perfect Ben Mellum ride. But the other reason it was double figure odds, so take away the fact that it was backed on the day into into twelve dollars, was its form was plain, but its form was on wet tracks. It needs dry ground to produce its best, surely. Oh, no question, and. It was beautiful to see that performance last start because, like I, I sort of mentioned, that this is this type of runner that I was hoping I could have backed to make you know some money, and the opportunity for me never really arrived because of what had been happening. The performance last start does give you big confidence in the sense. Firstly, it ran a three point eight second best of the day performance at twelve hundred meters. The horses extremely competent at 1400 as well we only have to go back to march of this year when it produced a 3.3 easy win at flemington right and now that wasn't a like a high-end sort of a feel but the performance of this horse was very explosive with high probability of a lot more to come we didn't get to see it, but last start we did. We seen a 3.8. So there's a big chance this horse could turn up and just repeat that performance. Big chance. And I can't help thinking that uh, looking at that Flemington win, it drew Barrier 7. It's got Barrier 7 here and almost the identical uh, opportunity here uh, for Chris Parnham to sit three back and one off. I got the, I'd say, borderline golden race shape. Yep. Absolutely. Will it be in, in the elastic band? Well, it definitely won't be further back than eight, and massive probability of being inside six. So now, this is why I'm going to put this to to you. See, I, when I did the the form here, okay, nah, it can't be that easy, can it? <laughs> uh, am I dreaming here? Because if I went to the right side, to the right side of viewing, or one side of the coin, this is this two horse race. If I go to the other side, I can make it very messy, right, and yeah. really open it up. So I like to flick between the two to see how messy it is, but pure facts and figures and just taking all the bullshit out of it from my own thinking process is this is potentially a two-horse race. And I go, okay, that's great. Now, I looked at Valana, right, and just, again, ignoring the fact that there could be something not right with the horse, and it may not even run, right? Yep. And then I looked at Kiss on a – I said, if they're in a similar position coming to the turn, and let's even assume both horses get the lanes, right? Yep. Valana can't now kick kiss on all four cheeks. So they I go, oh well that's I sorted that problem out. <laughs> well, the other one also starting with K, special K, I think it was called the uh trial. Kevin Tari, he's a he's been a, a, a super old warrior here. And that Belmont trial looked great to the eye. How are you assessing his chances? Well, here's the beauty of that. That trial, when we talked about last time with the Cummings, because they can have a team <laughs> they've had a <laughs> In my humble view, a couple of times things haven't worked for when they've done these barrier trials in yeah. Western Australia. I am not going to say that about this horse. This is exactly what it needed and what the beauty – this is the beauty. 
you want to try and get a feel for how's a horse settled while the barrow tried to sit oh man this horse i would say they would be saying man the horse is thriving yeah off that trial horse is thriving and it needed it because without it probably a slight negative so here we are this campaign it's already done a 2.4, a plus 2, a 1.5, and a 0.4. In other words, all its runs haven't been below benchmark. That's number one. That's a terrific sign. Number two, two runs in the two range, right? Now, that's been a while since this horse has been able to do that. Now, that could be because of ground conditions, other reasons, right? And then I just couldn't help but think, I say, okay, your profile trend... Because I like to trend them, Ralphie. Yep. Says to me that you're trending to 2020 profile, where you had a range. That campaign in 2020, this is the October to December 2020, so I'm comparing similar time periods, but a couple of years back. This is this is another way that I like to use form to help shape my trend lines. And what I could see is every run that campaign never, never below benchmark. And I looked at its range, had a plus two, a plus 1.5, a plus 0.7, plus 0.9, and a peaking run. Where was it? Ascot 1400 plus 3.6. Okay, man, you, you're a big chance of doing that. <laughs> and I mean big chance. And I said, yes. if you run to that profile with Car on board, and Car, for me, is the perfect rider for this horse. Midfield, Ab- into the lines. Yeah, and will absolutely allow the horse to be the horse. Yeah. Therefore, you know, for all the weight lovers, right, when you have this set up and the horse has got to carry this type of uh, weight, and what does that do to the distribution of the horse? It's very important to get a very balanced performance in terms of your energy flow for a horse, right? So that, And the reason why I say this is so you, you can maintain the appropriate momentum run that you need at the critical point of a race and not have uh, like overexertion early, then an underexertion in the mid, and then you're trying to, you know, look for lanes. All those things work out to be negative when you're carrying a higher weight, right? Yep. So not with this rider. That ain't going to happen. Let's have a look at a a race at this track and distance in in the uh, 5th of uh, November. Uh, So one uh, one by Massimo. Uh, Third in the horse was Resort Man. Fourth was Stage Man. Uh, It was a hot time there, Vince. Hot time, and gee whiz, are these realistically the best of the locals? They have to be. That run was monster second up for Massimo. It was high pressure from start to finish, and there it was, 4.4, best of the day. And mind you, you look at the first up run, you have a look at how fast that horse went first up, plus 8.4. 0.4 in the mid, 2.2, eight, uh, the last 400 metres, third best of the day. <sighs> Massive chance of being flat. And, of course, they gave it a 21-day run. And the horse turned out and won. And you could see clearly the horse had lost six lengths in early speed. But that also means this horse has come back in a powerful scenario. And I loved what they did. I absolutely... Man, you know, I go, they, they came back in distance. That's exactly what you would do. You sacrifice the run for this. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. 
So it's a genuine chance as an on-pacer. And from that same race, resort man, uh, the the young fella, Damien Oliver, (laughs) probably going to be the absolute golden spot. And it ran well. Uh, It it conversely uh, stepped to the mile in the uh, the railway. Well, the good thing is there, they definitely got the right rider, 100%. And it is rock-hard fit, but that's the... Also, the other challenge, right, is does the horse have another run? Yep. And what's the impact coming back in distance? So the only impact that I could see distance-wise, because I'm taking a position that um, the horse will have another run, right? I'm, I'm just taking that position to give it every chance. But coming back in distance, you will lose a little bit of energy in terms of your natural speed. And you might be slightly further back than ideal, and that could mean that Damien may be forcing his hand at the wrong time. Now, he's not one that does that, but he's very astute. Like, he's not going to let a race get away from him, right? Yeah. And he knows it's a grand final, and he'll have an expectation, well, you better bring your best because I'm going to force it out of you anyway, right? So that means he could put the horse in an uncomfortable position to give him every chance of victory. Just with the setup of its... uh, campaign and the fact that they went to the mile last start on one side you look at it and say that's a plus in terms of being absolutely rock hard fit but the downside is i have an expectation you're going to lose another three or four lengths of any you know natural speed and that could put you in a in a place where you might be going minus five early oh i don't like it when you're you know you're going to have to be you know dealt with that sort of card but I'm going to respect it and saying you're very capable of running plus three or better. That's a genuine horse, and you're there. So there's there's two at value, as in when I say double value, double figure odds, Massimo and Resort Man to respect from the locals. You're pretty much saying it's a two-horse race. Just give us 30 seconds on uh, the talent of this old tester and Elite Street trying the 1,400. Well, that's that's it. You just yep. said it. Yep. That's the challenge. Show me the facts. Yep. At 1,400. Do I love this will test you? Absolutely. Do I think it's a, a horse with plenty of capability? Definitely. It was there to win the race last start. I know, you know, we, we, we've gone through it, the, the technicals on it. I'm not faulting the horse in any way. But we have to come up to another step. And I'm not saying that it's at an end of campaign. No, but got to wait and see. I just can't back him under those scenarios. And Elite Street, well, I definitely feel the trainer made an error in terms of preparation, and it was flushed out in the end. But does this help them now, going to 1,400? Does this mean now you're, well, fitness-wise, you're going to be fine? Uh, How are you going to go? Well, I don't know. I don't know how well you're going to go at 1,400. I'm looking at all the facts and saying, okay, I don't like to, this is what I don't like, Ralphie. When there's pressure and it's, you know, first real crack of 14, like the last time I ran a 1,400, very bad ground condition. I've got to overlook it, right? Yep. How will you go when there's pressure? And a first time round and a real test of 1,400. I like setups usually when it's a bit softer. And that goes for this will test you as well. Both those horses, I would have, they'd be praying for a softer setup. But if you do that, you're going to open up the race for others anyway. 
Nice. All right. Well, that's 40-plus minutes on the two big races. Sorry. They've been fantastic to talk about. And uh, it looks like there's a bit of value. There's a couple of favourites that uh, you've got big queries on. So hopefully uh, hopefully that, that really opens up your, your mind for uh, for tomorrow as far as uh, as far as far uh, what you've heard from Vince. And, uh, of course, tomorrow we'll also talk business and go through each Ascot race. So once, uh, once we put up the final edition of Race Speed Profiles as well. In the meantime, really appreciate your support as a customer of the Year Round Carnival. 